Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of My Circus, My Monkeys. I have a question for you. Do you know what your authentic leadership style is? If you don't, stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. If you Google leadership styles, you're going to come up with a bunch of articles that talk about autocratic leaders, charismatic leaders, servant leaders, all sorts of things that don't really reflect the nuances of people's individual talents. Those are big categories, and I have found that they are not really helpful for the average leader. So what is the problem? Supervisors, leaders, are pulled in so many different directions. They have their own work to deal with. They have their interactions with the people above them. They have their interactions with their team members. They have interactions with students. They're all over the place. One of the myths that is common about leaders is that leaders should be good at everything. But that is not only untrue, it is also impossible. And in fact, Gallup has found that the most successful leaders invest in their talents and stay in their strength zone. In other words, they focus on the things that they do best and surround themselves with people and team members who excel in other areas. So how do you know what your authentic leadership style is? Well, we've talked about in different episodes that your talents show up every day in many ways and are basically driving the bus, which is you. So you have to see what are my talents. And again, for the purposes of this podcast, at Strengths University, we use Clifton Strengths to figure out what people's talent themes are. From there, you get a report. And so what we do in trainings, what we do in coachings, when we're helping people figure out what is your authentic leadership style, not some big category that someone else has discovered or developed, but what is true for you. And you start with that report, learning about what are my talents, what are the things that I do best, and then paying attention to how they show up for you on a daily basis. And that's the beginning. And typically when we're talking about talents and we're talking about Clifton strengths, we often talk about each talent individually. So for example, for myself, I have ideation and I have context, I have adaptability, I have strategic, and I have input. When we're talking about those, I'll mention them individually, but understand that All of your talents are actually working together on a daily basis. And when we look at it that way, we're really talking about our theme dynamics. So how are they interacting? How are they overlapping? 
How does my adaptability influence my, my ideation? How does that influenced by my context? So when you look at all these factors, you're going to start to see patterns. And really what those patterns are, are you at your best? When you're using your talents as strengths, the way that they're showing up and the way that they're interplaying with one another is your best self. And that is the heart of your authentic leadership style. And what we do when we're helping people develop this, and when I say develop, it's, it's really uncovering what your authentic leadership style is. Because again, we have these stories about how we should show up as a leader. And we may have these insecurities, these beliefs, everyone's looking at me, I need to do everything well so people know that I deserve this position so that no one questions my authority. And I would say that probably most of you listening to this are not authoritarian leaders by any means that are super worried about power, but you are worried on a day-to-day basis. How is your team responding to you? Do they respect you? Do they trust you? Do they listen to you? Do they do what you need them to do? And so when we're worried about how these other people are showing up for us, we start to worry that we need to be good at everything. Back to that myth. And what that does is dilutes our energy and makes us spread our time too thin in too many directions so that we're not being effective, so that we're not being as productive as we can, and so that we're not being the kind of leader that really makes a difference and really helps their team bring the change that they want to see to the institution, to the students. And that is what is important. That's as you are thinking about yourself as a leader, as a supervisor, where you want to go. Because most of us, when we think about our careers in higher education, even if you haven't thought of yourself as a leader per se, when you got that promotion to a supervisor, I don't think most of us just thought of ourselves, ooh, middle management, yay. I'm a pencil pusher. I get, I get to be the middleman between the administration and my staff members, and all I'm doing is communicating between the two groups. I don't think most of us envision that for ourselves. We are in this field because we want to make a difference. We want to improve people's lives, and that takes a leader. So when we don't know the kind of leader we are authentically, in a way that's very much connected to our talents, the talents that are showing up every day, impacting the way we think, the way we act, our decision-making, our behaviors, then we don't know where to put our efforts and it gets diluted. When you're trying to just be good at everything, you're not going to be great at anything. So when you're looking at how you show up in the world as your best self, so again, thinking about how are my talents showing up? How are they showing up together? in that dynamic new way that goes beyond just that list of one, two, three, four, five, your top five, or if you got your whole list, your top 10, what do they say about you and your role as a leader? And what is a statement that you can develop for yourself to keep yourself focused, to understand who you are authentically in that leadership role as a supervisor? So for myself, I've gone through this exercise 
And my statement is I am a flexible and innovative leader who identifies connections between concepts, ideas, and people to bring new perspectives and strategically move us forward. That is who I am as a leader in a nutshell. So what is the benefit of this statement? Having your own authentic leadership style written out. When you know this, it helps keep you centered. So on a daily basis, you know who you are and remembering that Gallup has found that the best leaders stay in their strength zone. So for me to be my most effective, to make the biggest difference in the world, I need to focus on being flexible and innovative. I need to focus on connecting things and then bringing new perspectives and ideas forward so that we can move ahead strategically. That's where I'm going to shine. If I start using my energy to get into the weeds, things that I'm not so talented at, things that are not connected to the statement, I might do some okay work, but I'm never going to be an incredibly effective leader that brings the change that I really want to see. So it keeps you centered in so many ways, because even as you're prioritizing your day, you, you look at your list of to-dos, you looked at the meetings that you have. When you go back and look at the statement, where is the best use of your time and where are you wasting your time? Are you on some committees that have nothing to do with this? Are you working on some projects that, not that you can't do because you're incapable of doing those things, but you're not the best person for that job? This statement can help you figure out what you should do every day. It can help you better set goals for yourself that align with who you are and what you can bring to the table. And when you're thinking about delegating, it can help you draw those lines. Here's a project that I am responsible for. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but supervisors often get confused about, I'm responsible for making sure something's done and I'm responsible for getting it done. And so a lot of supervisors put things on their plates because ultimately they're the ones who have to say, yes, this got done, but they do it themselves. They're doing all these things themselves in part because everybody's so overworked and stressed. Well, I don't wanna give that to another person because they already have so much going on. I'll just do it, I'm responsible. The problem is if the project that you're working on isn't aligned with who you are, at your best, it is a waste of your best energy. And if you can find out what are the talents of the other people on my team, then you can start saying, okay, this project needs to be done. It doesn't align with my leadership style. It doesn't align with who I am at my best. But I know the talents of my team members, and this would be perfect for Brenda. That doesn't mean that Brenda still has to do, well, Brenda does all the things she's already assigned, Plus this, it can be that you move things around. And again, that's kind of the part of the brilliance of the strengths framework is once you start knowing what people are best at, when you give people assignments that fall in their strength zone, they're going to get them done more effectively, more efficiently, and have way more time to do other things. And so if you start moving things around, you're going to find your team overall is not only more productive, but they're more engaged because they're happier, they're more excited about doing their job. So back to you as a leader, where can I delegate? Because I know now, based on my authentic leadership style, this isn't really in my strength zone. In whose strength zone 
with this fall. And same thing with complementary partnerships. We can't always delegate everything to our team, but there are some things that we can find partners on campus, or maybe not even on campus, but I'm really good at X, you're really good at Y, I really need Y done, and if I do it, it's going to take me forever, not going to be happy. Again, wasted energy. But if you do it, you'll do it really quickly. You'll be excited about it. And in turn, I can do blank for you. Because the complementary part in the partnerships is that you complement each other. Like you're, you're both participating in an equal relationship of reciprocity. Because you also don't want to be one of those people who are just... And I would say that most of you are definitely not this, based on my experience with supervisors in higher ed. If anything, we're, we're guilty of overgiving, not overtaking. But you want to make sure it's a fair exchange. And again, how do we know when to delegate? How do we know when to look for someone who could form a complementary partnership with us? When we're working on things that are falling outside our authentic leadership style. It's just as easy as that. Knowing who you are as a leader, knowing where your strength zone is, and where you're going to be your best is the best use of your energy for yourself, for your team, for your institution, and for your students. And that's the same for everyone in your institution. And when you know this, you'll be a better planner of your time, both on a day-to-day basis and in setting goals. Because again, you'll be using your time and your energy, which is more important than time, your energy, on the things that you will excel at. Not for your own glory, but for the betterment of everyone in your, in your space. So it is, while it seems like, oh, I just focus on the things that I do best, it, you know, it may seem like, oh, I just don't want to do the things I don't like doing. And that's certainly one of the awesome side effects is like, oh, I hate doing those things. Oh, I don't have to do them now? Huzzah. But even just that statement, like when you have to do stuff you don't like to do, which we all do, it's draining, right? Like even thinking about it, well, there went all the energy just feeling crappy about having to do this project. But when you figure out where you're getting your biggest bang for your buck, your strength zone, you can spend most of your time there. Not that you'll never, ever have to do anything that you don't want to do again. But when those things come up, because they are fewer and far, they are few and far between, they're far and few between, whatever that statement is, because they won't come up as often and because you'll have these other connections, whether it be with your team or other people on campus, friends, family members that you can depend on to have your back on those things you're not so talented at, the things that fall outside of your authentic leadership style you'll feel better about doing them. So to sum up, supervisors are pulled in way too many directions. And understanding what your authentic leadership style is will help center you. It will help better focus your energy and your time and will make the biggest impact for the stakeholders in your life, for the institution you work at, for your team, for the students, for yourself, And for the people who are not at work, because when you're focusing on what you do best every day, you feel more positive, you're more creative, you have more energy to bring home to the people that you love and care about and the people you love and care about at work. It is win-win. So I encourage you to start thinking about what your authentic leadership style is to help you be more focused in your 
life. Okay, next week, I want to talk about burnout. Why? Because we're wrapping up the spring semester after an entire year in a pandemic. And many of us are, quote unquote, just trying to survive and might be near that burnout phase if you haven't already gotten there. So until next week, think about what is my authentic leadership style and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.